0: Let's get started by talking about how we actually got to the 42nd pick to pick Andrew Booth Jr. Before I talk about it, though, this was me. I did videos, and I talked about this on my last uh, podcast. I did videos saying, "Hey, what about Jameson Williams? What about Cal Hamilton? What about Jort? Uh, what about Jordan, defensive tackle out of Georgia?" Now, all those guys I like, they end up getting picked 12th, 13th, and 14th, respectively. and Well, not necessarily in that order, but uh, as soon as we traded down to 32. Well, before the draft, I actually had Andrew Booth Jr. as the third overall overall cornerback, and I thought, hey, I wanted to trade down farther, even risking uh, losing McDuffie. Because I like Andrew Booth Andrew Booth Jr. better than McDuffie. Um and I felt like you'd actually we could actually get Andrew Booth Jr. later in the in the um, in the first round. So when we traded all the way down to thirty two, I thought we were gonna not get McDuffie and we're not gonna get Andrew Booth Jr. either. So when we got down to thirty two, lo and behold, Andrew Booth Jr. is still there and we don't take him. Instead, we take Lewis Seen. Turns out to be a pretty darn good pick now that I've done my research. And you can look at my previous video. Um, Really high in on uh, Lewis Seen. Now, so we're picking 34. Well, we wait till next day. And I'm like, okay, I don't think um, the next pick is going to take Andrew B. Jr. So we'll get to take him at 34 because we made. We made the trade, and we um, got to move up to 34 in the second round. Sure enough, we trade down. So Minnesota moved back from 34 overall on the Friday with the deal with the Green Bay Packers. Now the Vikings netted the uh, the 53rd and the 59th overall selection. So all things considered, everybody has us winning that trade. Because of the value of getting a second second round pick, so great great trade. The Packers move up and get a wide receiver out of the Summit League. So calm down, everybody. All those guys have talked about how oh my god, the Green Bay Packers got us. They got their receiver they wanted. Oh my goodness, we're gonna have to deal with them forever. The dude was out of the Summit League, okay. So, calm, calm your horses. Now, so we moved down to 53rd. I'm like, oh, no. We met, we just lost Brew Jr. Well, the Vikings not like him? What, what's the deal? Um, And sure enough, Vikings make the trade, move up. Well, they trade their 53rd, 77th, and 192nd to Indianapolis for picks 42 and 122. Not another good trade. We get... 42nd. We move up to the 42nd and we get the 122 and we lose the 77th and the 192. So there was a good, good trade-off there. Good value coming back. So we get the 42nd. Sure enough, we take Andrew Booth Jr. So let's look at his measurables. His height, six foot and a quarter. Weight, 194 pounds. Hand size, nine and three eighths arm length 31 and a half wingspan six four and seven eighths. now his uh, spider chart pretty incomplete and the reason why he's quoted as saying I know everybody liked me but I was hard to love is because of the injury history he had a uh, he had a hernia operation that's been taken care of well right before the right before the combine he ended up hurting his quad. Now, quad injury is not as serious as, say, a hamstring or, a, you know, tendon, you know, sprain or anything like that. A quad injury you can recover from, but it kept him from the combine, kept him kept him from uh, doing a pro day. So, it was incomplete, but his height... Now, a spider chart, uh, I talked about this in the previous, previous podcast. This measures comparatively to the rest of the draft picks at cornerback by percentile. So his height was 67 percentile, so decent height. Weight, 56 percentile. Hand size, 69 percentile. A lot of cornerbacks must have got big hands because these are not small hands. Arm length, 54 percentile, and wingspan, 71 which is a shock. You would think arm length and wingspan, you would have, like, the same percentile. But he is average arm length, but his wingspan is pretty good. I don't know. He must got big shoulders or something like that. Or double-jointed. But, uh, yeah, so pretty above average measurables. Now, there is an estimated 40-time I saw out there of a 4.5. Um... If you looked at him, you'd think he plays faster than that, but four or five is still not bad. That's pretty average for a cornerback, but four—you know—he looks like he's a little faster than that when you watch game film. Now, I like to go over what draft—you know—his draft, you know, draft write up was. So let's talk about that a little bit. It says rangy, long-armed athlete uses his hands and length well in press and attacking the ball. Already there is measurables. You know, he's it's his average arm length, but I think it might be determined as wingspan. Uh, loose fluid hips will allow him to open up and run. I can see that looking at film. Has good burst out of the brakes. Best breaks are when he was clear, view of the ball, and man. I totally agree with this. I'm going to show you some film where uh, you can see the brakes on the ball. And that's what I'll talk about next. Plays with good positioning, especially when running downfield. Gets his head around the play and the ball. I'd, I'd say that's accurate. Doesn't panic with the ball in the air. Uh, this has a lot to do with his ball skills. Uh, has the ball skills to attack the ball for, or ball or timing to play through the hands of the receiver. I'll show video. He has great ball skills. I don't think he had as much opportunity to make interceptions at Clemson. But, you know, he. You'll, you'll see some plays here where his ball skills are outstanding and it has it has a lot to do with him keeping his eyes on the quarterback and his man you could see it helps him read and react and also helps him get into position to break up the player or, or intercept the ball shows good aggression in the game attacks blockers with his physicality has very good strength for the position now I don't have the video clip I did see one I didn't I'm not adding it to the sh- this podcast, but there's a play where there was a, a, a receiver blocking him. It was like a, a quick hitter where he has the receiver, um, up, you know, lead blocking him. Well, he attacks the receiver, pushes him back, separates and then makes a b- tackle on the receiver. He plays it perfectly and he plays outside contain but again, he runs up, attacks the receiver, knocks him back. He's got he's got one of his positives. He's got very good strength for a cornerback. Hits him, sheds the block, makes a tackle, and that's that's stuff you got to see. That's Lewisine was the same way. So I think we got really good characteristics. Now negatives. It says struggle with pad level at times can be high out of breaks, causing false steps and wasted movement. You know, I'm seeing highlights, so I can't tell you. I don't see as much video as of people breaking down um, before the draft. But coachable. Really, it's coachable. Long strider takes a while to get going. Long speed downfield is a question. Looks too strained at times. I didn't see this. Well, the plays I made, this this wasn't accurate. Um, But, hey, more plays seen by somebody else. They may at the nitpick and find some negatives. Change of direction is an issue at times, showing tightness when moving laterally. Uh, slow reaction recovery versus in breaking routes. I think that's complete crap. They I think um I think there was a lot of things working against Andrew Booth Jr. to where he fell this far. Often is out of control when tackling in the open field. I agree. That guy but it seems like he gets to the play before the receiver turns his head or the running back re- turns his head, and he just undercuts their legs. So, yeah, I can see he goes a little bit out of control. He plays with, as my old high school coach said, reckless abandon. So I can see that. In 2021, his statistics played in 11 games. He had 37 total tackles, one interception, and five pass breakups. Let's do some film study. This first play I'd like to talk about, it has Andrew Booth Jr. playing um, playing defense against a fade pattern. The Virginia quarterback throws it up, has good loft on it, maybe underthrew it a tad. But I think Andrew Booth Jr. positioned himself to where he was playing box out like a res- like a uh, forward in a basketball game, rebounding. But he is... You'll see it's a common theme. If you ever go look at a lot of videos of him in past defense, he is positioning himself between him and the ball is his receiver and the ball and the and is looking at the quarterback's eyes, which is a common theme. You'll see he's always looking in. He react he will position his body on this play. He'll react to the ball. Um is is actually a little hand fighting. He's able to He's able to get a little separation. Tory makes a Odell Beckham Jr. type one-handed grab. Comes down with the ball for the interception. Totally an amazing play. Check it out. It's such a big receiver, going with pace and going to Davis again. Underthrown, and this time it's picked off. A one-handed interception by Andrew Booth. Picked off in the end zone. It'll be a touchback. And the Tigers have it back. We'll make it three for Andrew Booth because this is an outstanding play. That's a one-handed grab. That looks like an Odell Beckham-type catch. It's press bail, eyes on the quarterback. He sees it up. He plays on top of the receiver to cut him off. And that's just an outstanding play on the football. Andrew Booth's the wrong guy. Now this next play is... Probably my favorite Booth Jr. play. The South Carolina receivers are lined up outside the hash. The inside receiver does a switch route to where it looks like he's doing a fade. And the outside receiver breaks in a little bit. But they're both vertical routes. Well, Andrew Boo Jr. has the outside receiver, the one that broke to the outside going up the sideline. Well, either his receiver ran the wrong route or the quarterback thought he was going to go do an out route, which if it makes sense, if it was an option uh, route, he should have broke out because Andrew Booth Jr. was playing off. But because, again, common theme, Andrew Boo Jr. has his eyes in at the quarterback is able to see that he's where he's throwing it and the receiver doesn't, and he breaks to it, makes a diving catch, showing again his ball skills. Check out this play. Jason Brown gets something going on a third and 10 from his own end zone, he throws, and this one is picked off, and this time Booth makes a clean catch. Bill, Bell takes it right upfield. So those are two outstanding plays where he has his eyes on the quarterback, reacts to football, and makes the play. Now, you may have a big question as whether or not Andrew Booth Jr. can tackle. Well, I have a few plays here showing his ability to either break down and make the tackle uh, with good form, and I have a, another play where he, you know, he has to take down a bigger player by going, going down low but still makes the play. Then he has a couple where he he makes the play so fast before the receiver can't even turn his head around, taking down the taking down the receiver. And the the last play, you'll see that he comes from a great distance to to break up a, a swing pass, taking out the legs. You can just see how aggressive he is. And you might you might think we might have another Antoine Winfield on our hands after watching this. Check it out. After the injury timeout to Trey Williams, a big third down. Floated to the near side. And that developed way too slowly for Georgia Tech. North Carolina State has not won against the top ten team in the world On the edge, complete to Carter made a nice move, but is brought down at the 47 by Andrew Booth. Tigers surely gonna miss Davis today. Tackled by Booth. First and ten for Boston College, thinking monumental upset. But hold the phone for just a minute on the defensive play by Booth. basically get the perimeter blocked, and so now Boston College is typically content with, "Hey, our runner on your corner," but Andrew Booth. So, what were the prognosticators, the experts, quote unquote, saying about Andrew Booth Jr. On draft day. Well, Will Raggetts says Andrew Boo Jr. Over the past two seasons, five interceptions, 14 pass defenses, five and a half tackles for loss, one penalty. He has the physical tools and talent to be steel at 42. I love this pick for the Vikings. That's something I didn't know. One penalty. Amazing. That's definitely needed considering how many penalties we had last year. Chris Sims. One of my favorite guys to quote. Uh, the Vikings just revamped their whole secondary with two picks. Andrew Booth has unreal acceleration to break on the ball or just come downhill and crush a wide receiver on a screen. Love the pick. No question a top five corner in the draft for me. Seen in Booth give Vikes attitude. Now, pro football focus, college, the Minnesota Vikings picked Clemson cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. at number 42 overall. 334 snaps without giving up a catch on a 20-plus yard throw. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Those should bode well in the NFL. Chad Graff, new Vikings cornerback Andrew Booth on his play at Clemson last season. I'm more healthy than the guy who is on tape. Ten times better than that cat on tape. The, the reason predominantly why Andrew Booth Jr. fell as far as he did and wasn't given as much, uh, much publicity is because of the injuries. He, he didn't show up as well. He didn't show up at the Combine. He didn't show up at a pro day. He dropped because of that. So if you go look at it, um his tape, you can see where if he was playing that well, hurt. Imagine what he could do with when he's healthy. So is, so his um, core injury has been repaired. Um, quad injuries easily, you know, healable. He's he'll be he'll be ready for um, rookie mini cap. So there's a lot to be said of, of the Vikings being able to wait, pick Andrew Booth at the right time, and be able to maximize the value. I'm getting the extra picks as they did when they traded down twice. Mel Kuyper, he says, Andrew Boo Jr. did not have a great year at Clemson. I thought he could be a top 15 pick. He didn't play like it. He had some struggling moments. He's not a guy he'd take that high. So that was a little bit of a naysayer. He says he wouldn't have taken him that high, but he still had him pretty high. I think he might have had him late first, early or early day two, well, that's where the Vikings got him. You know, forty-two overall. He fell to them because of the injuries. He didn't make the top fifteen like Mel Kuyper thought he would because of the injuries. So that being said, Vikings, Vikings got a great value there. I thought he was in the twenties. Him, him dropping down to forty-two just made it that much sweeter. We got Lewisine and Andrew Booth Jr. When I potentially thought we would have just got Andrew Booth Jr. So that's amazing. That's amazing to be able to get those two quality players to help revamp our our defensive back. And we took a guy in, I think, the fourth round. That wasn't too bad, too. I'm going to be doing a video about him um, coming up soon. So that's it. I'm your host, David Shelsky. Thank you for listening to Minnesota Sports Talk. Now, make sure if you've lasted this long to go down and click the thumb and hit subscribe just so I can keep more Vikings content on the interwebs. Thank you, and have a good one. See you next time.